I've spent the last three years learning from some of the most ingenious fund managers around. And now I've decided to take the plunge and start my own fund. The real question is, how will I do it? With no investors and without an Ivy League degree, this podcast is going to give you the answer. Join me and follow along as I share mine and other stories as we start and build multi-million dollar investment funds. I'm Bridger Pennington, and this is Investment Fund Secrets. Hey, hey, welcome back. Today, we're going to talk about closed versus open-ended funds. And I realized I looked through a lot of our courses, our content, all this stuff. We allude to this a lot, but I don't actually have a specific video that goes through this. So here we are. We're going to talk about closed versus open-ended funds. This is crucial for launching your fund, for framing it out, all the stuff we talk about, this is a crucial piece of how you want to actually design your fund, how long investors are gonna be committed their capital with you, how quickly they can get in and out of the investments, and really how you wanna structure it. So down to the whiteboard here, the whiteboard of truth and justice um, is what we call it around here. Okay, so the, the first, the two main styles here are called closed versus open. I wanna walk you through both and why they would be beneficial for each. So let's first talk about close-ended funds. I'm going to use this timeline right here of zero to 10 years. Okay. So inside of your fund, a lot of close-ended funds, this is, this is venture capital. This is private equity. This is a lot of real estate funds are usually close-ended and how it works is you, they say, Hey, this fund is going to be seven to 10 years long. And that's how long we, we want your money locked up. We have a lockup period. We're going to raise money for the first, let's call it 18 months. And we're going to do different closes and stuff. We talk about that, you know, how to raise money, but we're going to raise money for 18 months. After 18 months, we're going to lock up this entire fund. We're going to then, or while that's being right during that 18 months, you can still invest in stuff. But we're going to, we're going to invest. Maybe it's a venture capital company. We're going to invest into a lot of startup companies, tech, whatever it is. We're going to help those companies grow over the next until, you know, five years we anticipate after about year five, depending on where the company's at, we will either sell the company, we'll exit somehow, we'll IPO, or we'll somehow try to get out of this investment. We plan on being out of all of our investments by year seven. If the economy's down or something's bad, we can extend to year 10, but by at least by year 10, all of your money will be returned to you. So typically in a close-ended fund, investors put money in at the beginning, and they don't see a return or, or large returns until year probably five, six, or seven. That's the big money-making years. That's when you make a ton of money is when you sell, right? When you IPO, that's what they're planning on. This is the same thing for private equity. They're buying up lots of big businesses. They're going to do whatever they do to them, you know, their plan, and they're going to sell them after five, six, seven years or somehow exit the, the property. Same thing is true with real estate. Now that's called a close ended fund. You can see because it's closed, right? And it makes sense to do that because if you're in a private equity deal and one of your investors wants to get out in year four, let's say it's your biggest investor and they want to pull out a hundred million dollars. Well, that doesn't work because <laughs> for them to pull out you would have to sell a portion of your fund and it might be a bad time to sell. It might be, not be the right time to, to get out of that position and it will hurt the entire fund. The reason they do close-ended funds and lock up your money is so that you are not forced to sell before you have to sell, okay? And that's typically why venture capital, private equity, and real estate funds do this. So that is typically why close-ended funds are the way that they are is because you don't have liquidity typically inside of these funds, which brings us down to open-ended funds right here. Bam, all the way down. So same time I got here, zero to 10 years. 
But inside of an open-ended fund, investors can come in and out as they please. So typically you'll see this inside of maybe a hedge fund, okay? You'll have investors, they put money in at the beginning and they hold for a little bit and then, hey, I wanna move out of that and they can move out. They can put money in, investors can come in and move out. Usually an open-ended fund does not have a start or end date. They just start it and its plans is to go on for the next 25, 30, 40 years. They're gonna grow forever as long as they can stay in business, right? Now, an open-ended fund, there's a few nuances to it and you can decide what you want to do. So my fund currently is an open-ended fund model. The way I structure it with my investors is I say, hey, you know, investor, you can, it's an open-ended fund. However, when you come in, you have to leave your money in for one year at least. There's a one-year lockup period because I don't, I, at least give me a chance, right? Give me a chance. Give me one year to give you some good returns. I don't want you running away in 20 days because you didn't like how I was doing things. Okay, give me one year. After one year, I believe in my documents, it's a 60-day notice. So a 60-day written notice and I can work your money out and whatever and I can get, your, get you paid out if you want to move out of our fund. That's how it'll work. And you will come out at net asset value, NAV, of what the fund is worth at that point. Now, there's a lot of ways to price where people come in and out because as, like, just like a stock, if somebody gets in early versus if they came in later, the, the value of the shares inside the fund might change. There's a few different models you can use to go and evaluate your net asset value, your NAV. And I'm not gonna talk about that in this video, how to calculate that, but that's what you'll do is you'll calculate your NAV and that's where the price that someone can come in and out of a hedge fund. Now you can put up longer lockup periods. You could say mine is one year, you could do two years or five years or you could even maybe do 10 years. That's kind of untraditional. I wouldn't see that very much, but you could do it. Again, you get to write the Bible. You get to write the LPA and PPM of your fund, which is awesome. But these are two main schools of thought. So again, close-ended funds, typically anywhere from three to 10 years, lockup period, usually you can't, there's not a lot of liquidity. Inside of an open-ended fund, more liquidity, typically like a hedge fund, right? They can just sell a position, a, you know, a large position of, of bonds or whatever they're holding. They can sell and get out and liquidate their investors. It's, it's a lot harder for a private equity firm to sell uh, staples, the company, <laughs> to get you your money out, right? So that's why the, you, know, you have these two models of closed and open-ended funds. And this is, this is crucial to look through when you're in your step two of framing your fund framing this out. How do you want this to look? What's the timeline for investors? When can they expect to get returns? In an in a open-ended fund model, typically you'll see them pay out maybe every quarter, sometimes even every month, semi-annually, a, a year. A lot of close-ended funds don't even give, I mean, they give very maybe very small paychecks, very small distributions to investors, but until year five, six, seven, that's when you get a huge paychecks. That's when you really get paid. Open-ended funds typically are paying out more on a more consistent basis. Closed-ended funds are looking for that big paycheck, that big you know pot of gold at the end of the rainbow type of stuff. Lucky charm status up here on the, on the closed-ended funds. Um, but hopefully that makes sense a little bit to map things out and you can decide what you want to do inside of your fund, closed versus open-ended funds. There's a new type style of fund called rolling funds. I'll have another video on that as well. There's a couple other different ways, but these are the two main models that you can look at inside of your fund. Thank you guys so much. Let me know what you think of this video um, below and let me know what you guys think. See you in the next episode. Bye. Hey, what's going on? Wasn't that awesome? So what we've done is made a Facebook 
group that is free to the public. You've got to opt in and join it, but I go live in there every single Wednesday to walk through your questions, do live Q&A and walk through new topics. So if you want to connect with me, want me to answer your questions directly, join our Facebook group. It's Investment Fund Secrets. If you go online, you'll see it. We have a private group for our mastermind members. It's not that one. It's our free group. You guys can hop in, get questions answered, meet other people starting funds and, and join our Investment Fund Secrets family. If you guys are interested, go to Facebook Investment Fund Secrets. I'll see you guys inside.